Hello and welcome to the This Is Marketing Podcast. I'm Ross Marone, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about what I've learned on my way to 30,000 podcast listens in a year. For those of you that listen to podcasts, you know that 30,000 isn't an incredible number. It's a big number, don't get me wrong, but it's not an incredible number. It's not one of those numbers that really sticks out to you that says, wow, that's, that's a lot. It took you a whole year to get 30,000. Yeah. It did, but 30,000 is a big number, especially when you're considering growth. Now, last year I had 7,790 listens for the year, and that was actually not a full year. That was me starting uh, around April or May to the end of the year. And then this year I'm up 30,148 to date. So that's as of early December there. Uh, Breaking 30,000, great. I'm really happy. I was actually happy when I broke 10,000 at the beginning, uh, right around that same time in April and May, you know, breaking that kind of time period there. Uh, made me feel really good that there was a positive growth there. And for mathematicians, which I am not, that's a 387% increase. So along the 30,000 listens, there's a lot to be learned there. There's a lot of, again, things that I was learning along the way. Not I have no background in podcasting or audio recording or things like that. Uh, I wasn't a band, so that helped a little bit with understanding mics and things like that and editing, uh, which I don't do a lot of. I actually don't edit my, my podcast at all. When I sit down and just start talking, I talk all the way through until I'm done, and then I just publish it. So that's why you probably hear a lot of things that aren't exactly polished. Polished, See, right there. Uh, but there's also services out there that will fix those kind of things if you're willing to pay. So as you go along, you start to learn that podcasting as a whole is actually its own little industry that's that's growing more and more now. Uh, podcasting has been around for a long time. And like vinyl, it kind of came in and people were using it because it was this new medium and you had uh, MP3s and iTunes and things like that where you can download them and listen. And now with subscription services and streaming services and, and just the speed of the internet has made it kind of had this resurgence, just like vinyl, uh, but two completely different mediums. So 30,000 along the way, what did I learn? I, I kind of sit back and I say, okay, if I had to tell somebody that's going to get into podcasting because they want to, what can you learn from this? Not only from a podcasting standpoint or a person that's building a personal brand out of this, but what can you learn overall about what podcasting is just as a medium? And it it's surprising to me that you see so many of these kind of trends, no matter what kind of mediums you're using, whether it's video or audio or print or blogging. Uh, and it always comes back to content and relevancy and honesty. Those are the three biggest things that I think really make a podcast successful. And I do think that 30,000 is a success. I think that the year over year number is a successful kind of metric to look at. And it's one of those things that I wanted to be conscious of as I went forward saying that if I go through this for two years and I put in the time and effort and I give it an honest shake, uh, if I only get 10,000 listens next year, I don't know if it's worth me keep keep going on. And a lot of times I say that I do these podcasts for myself, which is true. I like to go back and listen to my own. Uh, not that I'm the 30,000 listeners that I've had, but I like to go back every once in a while and say, you know what? I said something here that I want to see if it was true, uh, if it stayed true to what I said. Cause at the time, I mean, when I'm talking social media and digital marketing, these things are changing every day. So I like to see, cause I, I, I often make predictions in my podcast about what I think is going to happen or, you know, trends that you're going to see or what the future might hold for a medium or a channel. Uh, and I like to go back and look at that. So I think that content wise, if you have a passion for anything, 
uh, it doesn't have to be your job. You know, it just happens to be my job that I'm passionate about. And I really like marketing and I'm really intrigued by the, the different trends that happen in marketing and how social media kind of built this own little silo of what marketing is and how businesses can use that on a really cheap budget and do really, really well with it and how things go viral and just kind of understanding the mechanics behind that or not understanding the mechanics behind that, but trying to talk through it. Uh, I really wanted to just be able to come out here and talk about something that I was passionate about. And I think that that's where this content play comes in so importantly. Good blogs, good writers, um, they all have that passion for what they're doing. And the audience is where it's felt. You know, you can see that in an audience. So being able to measure that and understand the data behind it's also important. Setting up a podcast isn't as easy as just sitting down with a microphone and a computer and recording stuff and then pushing it out somewhere. Um, in theory it is, but you have to think a little bit deeper than that. And what I did this year compared to last year was I really wanted to focus on topics that I thought were not only relevant to myself, but also to listeners and also were timely. So I wanted to make sure that if I read an article or I saw a tweet or I saw something on the news that was relevant to marketing, that I could sit down and chime in on it real quick and push it out. So it's great to have an audience there. So thank you to have an audience that'll actually listen to that. Um, and also sometimes provide feedback. That's one of the elements that I think is kind of missing right now. With 30,000 listens, uh, every at the end of every single podcast, I give out my Twitter feed and things like that. And once in a while, I get somebody that reaches out to me or responds to something or says, hey, I just listened to this episode, which is awesome. I love that engagement. But I thought that there would be more of that, especially because this is such a digital medium and it's so social media driven. Um, that you would see more of that engagement. And maybe that's not what happens. Maybe people just listen. I got everything I needed out of that podcast. I don't have to reach out to him. And that's fine. Uh, but that content is still what's most important. It's about having that impact on somebody. So if you're starting a podcast, thinking about it, really think about what the content is of what you're going to do. And make sure that it's something that you can't just talk about once. You have to be able to have a conversation about it. And the conversation has to be able to change. And that's something that's important about this podcast is I try to keep the conversation relevant. I think there's always an underlining tone behind branding, marketing, advertising, and everything I talk about and relevancy to a business. But the topics themselves are changing dramatically. I'm talking about new trends, new things that are coming out, uh, situations that happened, what I would have done differently or what I'd like to do, and also talking about the future. So those are things that I would always be thinking about in the back of my head if I was starting a podcast. The other thing is, is you don't need a huge budget. I have a lot of people that I do run into that, that listen to this even locally. I think that my listenership is made up of people that are friends of mine, that know me or have engaged with me at some point, heard me talk uh, and then listen to me, but also have that kind of channel to be able to reach out to me and say, hey, how, how's it, how do you start a podcast? What do you do? Uh, how much money do I need? That's usually the first question. How much is this going to cost me? And really, with technology and the, all the advances that we've had over the years between cell phones and iPads and things like that, uh, you can really get away with using a phone that has a voice recorder on it and uh, earbuds. I've actually recorded, I think, a podcast before using just that on the fly because I had something to say and I wanted to say it. So I just recorded it through the earbuds into an app and it sounded really good. Um, and you'll see, I mean, if you're an avid podcast listener, you've probably come across those podcasts that have tremendously good content, really, really good content, good discussions, a good host, uh, good guests, but the voiceovers and the actual audio of it isn't the best. And you have to think about that. Does it matter? 
how good the audio is. Uh, if the content is really, really good. There's a lot of things out there over the years that we've seen um, that come to mind that just prove that point that it doesn't always have to be the most polished thing in the world to be good. It just has to be a good story. It has to be something that people listen to. It has to be good content that people want. And that's why data is so important important, uh, and metrics are so important to look back at because when you're able to look at metrics, you're able to gauge the audience and say, hey, how did they re- how did they listen to the last five podcasts I did? And what was the context of them? What was the content that I put out? What was the subject matter? And if the numbers are good, then that gives you some building blocks to go off of to say, okay, I'm going to talk around these uh, topics and see how that resonates in the next week or two or the next month, however many podcasts that gives me. Or the opposite side of that, say, okay, well, the numbers were low. So again, what are the building blocks here for me not to follow uh, and kind of go against the grain and see if that helps. So data and metrics are important. And if you're setting up a podcast and you're looking to just kind of start it and get going, use WordPress. Um, You could sign up for a service like Bluehost. This is not me plugging anybody, by the way. I still don't have sponsorship on this and I'm not actively looking for it. Uh, I'll take one if it comes. But when I plug something that I use, I am plugging it because I think it's really useful. So I always plug Bluehost because I've been using them as a hosting service forever. Uh, And they're really good, not only for setup and and being affordable and having everything kind of out of the box right away for web hosting and services to actually build a website like WordPress or Drupal or whatever it is. Um, But once you get your site going, if you're using something like WordPress, there's plugins that you can sign up for that are free. Uh, You install them on your site and you actually publish out podcasts like you would articles. And if you're familiar with WordPress at all, you know what I'm talking about. So that's actually how I do this podcast. And then a little bit of research right out of the gate when I started this was how to actually get it like on iTunes and how to put it out to different publishing services. It's very simple to do. It's basically you just create a feed and submit it to some different areas. And by submitting it, it gets it indexed almost like search engines into things like Podcast Addict or into iTunes where you're actually listed under uh, whatever your categories are and mine are marketing and business and things like that. So it's easy to get your podcast out there. Uh, It's building that listenership that is hard. So, and even with the 30,000 listens, that doesn't mean that I have 10,000 listeners. I mean, my numbers would be way higher than that. I think that I average right between 100 to uh, 500 listeners at any given time because I'll see 500 listens in a day. on a certain podcast. And then the next day I might have 10, which shows me that my audience isn't huge, but they're also coming back and they're listening to other podcasts and they're subscribing and they're listening on their time. Just because I made this and pushed it out today doesn't mean that somebody's listening to it today. And that's important to consider as you're building your audience and as you're looking at your numbers. The other thing is, is not to get discouraged when your numbers aren't jumping. You know, I made that kind of idea in my mind that I'm going to give this a fair shake for two to three years and see what happens. And in year two, having that 300% increase tells me that, well, next year is another battle now to see if I'm going to match those numbers or if I'm going to double them again. Uh, and if I double them, then I know that I need to keep going and I need to keep doing what I'm da- doing. Bottom line is you need to be able to focus on content and you need to have a strategy behind what you're going to do. This is relevant to everything that you do when it comes to marketing. This is relevant to your products. It's relevant to videos. It's relevant to your social media strategy. You have to build it. You have to look down the road. Um, I have, I think, what's a unique ability to just sit down and bullshit my way through conversations. Uh, I do it at work. I do it 
uh, with my friends. I do it with my family. I'm able to sit down and just talk. I mean, it doesn't have to be all factual all the time. I'm not just lying through my teeth on stuff. But if I have knowledge around a subject or topic, I'll sit down and talk about it. And I can rap about it a little bit. And I think that that's where people really kind of make that connection is that I'm not reading from something. I'm not canning an announcement. I don't have this sponsorship thing going on. Uh, I'm just sit down and I'm, I'm just talking through stuff. And I think that that's one of those things too, that you'll learn over time how to do. And the only way to really do that is to listen back. The first couple podcasts I did, maybe the first 20, I was constantly listening to them and saying, okay, what do I like about this? And what don't I like about it? What did I say? Or what was the tone of my voice? Uh, am I saying um too much? Am I saying uh too much? Which I do. Uh, and you try to kind of program your mind not to do those things. If you can do that, it helps you when you're doing this to really focus on your thoughts and getting ahead of yourself. I always have to be about 10 thoughts ahead of what I'm saying in a podcast. So I know where I'm taking it before I go ahead and end it. And you'll hear some of them. I just kind of all of a sudden abruptly end because I realize that I'm running into a wall on this subject or this topic. But the more that you do it, like anything, practice is going to make you a lot better at doing the overall podcasts. So what's 30,000 mean? What's that listenership mean to me? It means that what I'm doing is working. It means that people are listening and people care because they come back. Uh, the numbers aren't steady. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to actually fix that. Uh, I think the only thing I can do is just keep making podcasts. I also know that in this past year, I haven't produced uh, timely like I normally do. Like I haven't done one a week every week for the last 50 weeks or whatever it is. It hasn't been 50 weeks. Uh, I've maybe done one steadily each month. I know that for sure. I might do two in a week and then I consider that for two weeks. Uh, but that again is me just waiting for topics to hit me that I'm like, I need to go record something about this and then having the time to do it, you know, being able to sit down at home and, and find a little place in between kids and teaching and work and wife and family and dinner and the shows that I watch to sit down and, and do a half hour, 15 minutes of time where I'm talking. So you have to be able to build that in. And I could probably be a little more regiment about it. I could probably build it in and say every Saturday from seven o'clock in the morning, to eight o'clock, I'm going to sit down and do a podcast but I'm not always flowing that good at, at, at Saturday morning like that. So I always have to think about the timing of the day. You know, did I sleep really good last night? Am I going to be able to sit down or am I going to get exhausted? So those are things that you really need to consider. They're like those little hidden elements of anything, just like running a business or running a marketing campaign, things you have to look for that are unforeseen. And in podcasting, it's been very easy to really kind of find my voice uh, and find an audience and be able to do that. So after 30,000, I always have to thank you, the listener, for sticking around and, and willing to listen to something that I have to say, but also engaging me. You know, that's what I really want to focus on in this next year is building engagement um, and, and kind of having an audience so that I know more about you and who you are and, and what your industry is. And if you're a marketer, if you're just a business owner, if you're not related to that at all, and you just love the sound of my voice. Those are the things that I need to build on. So as always, I want to thank you for listening. And if you'd like to engage with me, you can do so on Twitter, at Ross Marone. You can go read my semi-blog uh, that's there at thisismarketing.com. Or you can reach out to me by email at rossmarone at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.